0: him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. to Locked on box. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. Here, a little bit more relaxed than I was yesterday. I've had some time to get some sleep, get some rest. But I have got a guest here today, which is going to help my mood. Before I bring him in, again, today's episode is brought to you by BuiltBar. Go to builtbar.com, use the code LockedOn, and you get ten dollars off your first order. And we had a tweet earlier in the week from someone. I don't have to tweet up, so unfortunately, I can't mention that listener, but he said, maybe you should get in some Bucks fans from Twitter, some notable Bucks fans. And uh, I would like to give you credit, but I can't because we've been t- talking about this for uh, quite a few weeks. I've been trying to fit him in. We've worked out the time zones. We've worked out an appropriate slot to get this man in. He is the Bucks Twitter meme lord, Justin, at JustinSuperBuck on Twitter. How you doing, my friend?
1: Hey, I'm doing great. And, and uh, people may not know, but we, we do go way back.
0: Oh, we do, and we we're, we're certainly going to get to that. But I something has come up here on the Zoom call. I can see your name. It says Justin Johnson. I just want to confirm before we move on that you are not related to Marcus at all.
1: No, no
0: I we're
1: I get that all the time. Uh, <laughs> you know, people meet me in person. They say, "Yeah, hey, I got a weird question for you." But no, uh, Marcus and I are not. As much as I would love for him to be my cool uncle, we are not related.
0: Okay, so you are the Bucks LA correspondent that's how I'm going to uh, label you for the purpose of today's podcast Uh, what's going on over there I I guess uh, I I keep on I always bring up the weather because I I see all my friends over in Milwaukee they're starting to have some fun you don't get that uh, you don't get that kind of credit for me because you're living in LA you're you've been living it up the whole through the whole winter what's going on in (laughs) what's going on in LA right now
1: I'm here in a beautiful Culver City in Los Angeles. Uh, I have been in my apartment for a very long time, occasionally driving around, but not not too much. And and the fact, like, the the real, like, moment when I realized that, oh, you know, it's, it's getting real is when, of course, i for a lot of sports fans. Like, for me, as a freelancer, sports is kind of – it's how I have a regular – it's the only regular thing I can look forward to because my life is chaotic, and I don't know when my next <laughs> gig is going to happen. So when that all – Went out the window, I was like, uh, "I don't know. It's it's a strange situation." So I'm doing fine. It's not the weather is always great. It's
0: always the same. And
1: but I do desperately miss the Bucks.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about that then. Your Bucks fandom. Where did that come from? Why are you such a big Bucks fan? Because uh, there's no doubt that uh, you're in the most. I want to say you're in the most difficult spot. Now I come from Australia, so maybe I maybe I can trump you here. But you might be in the most difficult city, NBA city. In America, for actually getting to games, because even when the team are in town, tickets are, are just ridiculous.
1: No, it's insane. And that was actually Clippers games for a while. Those were the only yeah, saving grace yeah. because those were cheap, and <laughs> they would be half bucks fans. And so when they signed Kawhi, it was—I uh, I knew it was—it was over <laughs> for cheap tickets. And the Lakers were already absurd. Um, but I would—I would make a point whenever possible to go to at least to go see the Bucks play the Clippers. Um, for I think all. Every year so, it's been about eight years, so every year since since I moved here. So I always make a point to do that. And slowly, as I got more and more work, I'd sit closer and closer. And um, once I sat close enough to hear the players talking to each other, that's when I realized, like, it it just changed the entire game for me because I'd never been that close before. So uh, that was, like, a big – that was a big moment for me. But I'm from Wisconsin. I'm from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, originally. And uh, I grew up watching the big three – uh, and then kind of, you know, I was like, but really, I think a lot of kids were were Bulls fans, so in the 90s, I was a Michael Jordan Bulls fan, and then I, I wanted to be a little more hometowny, so then I was into big three stuff, Then kind of fell off for a bit, um, paid attention again during Fear the Deer, and then it really wasn't until I heard that Giannis got drafted. A friend of mine messaged me on Facebook and uh, was like, hey, you know, the Bucks just... T- drafted this skinny Greek kid and I'm like oh I guess I'll start paying attention again and he just wasn't the skinny Greek kid I expected when you hear skinny Greek kid you you don't think Giannis and there was just something about him it reminded me I was a big Reggie Miller fan when I was a kid um, because I could look at Reggie Miller's physique and be like I could do that (laughs) he's just like rail thin just like I was and uh, I'm like, okay, I could, I could be Reggie Miller, I could picture myself on the basketball court looking like him. And so when I saw baby Giannis as this like scrawny kid, I'm like, it, it was kind of relatable, but also kind of like having my own, like offspring that I just like love to watch grow up in front of my eyes. And that's what that's what being a Bucks fan for the last um, five or six years has been.
0: So, do you still like Giannis, or do you look at him now and you think I, I can't, I can't compare <laughs> myself to this uh, this huge uh, giant of an NBA player? He doesn't look like me anymore. So, are, are you off Giannis, or can we confirm you still you still a Giannis fan?
1: I, you know, I've been trying to keep up. I've been trying to bulk up. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think I think I'm getting close. Uh, but I it, it think seeing his determination and drive gives me like the aspiration to to think if I really tried hard enough at like being strong maybe I could look like Giannis. But again, no, I mean, let me just have my little imagination thing.
0: That, that, that's kind of it, no. Okay, so you mentioned the big three teams. This is a question I always ask. I know Frank has been on the record and he said he's a big dog guy. I obviously am a Ray Allen fan, but I came in a little bit late to the party there. Uh, were you that invested in the Bucks that you had a, a favorite player out of those three? I guess Sam Cassell could throw that in. I haven't, I haven't come across a Sam Cassell uh, guy just yet from that, those three, but where do you like? That's me. I feel well, like I there was something about Sam Cassell's head
1: shape that was just so unique. Um, I felt like it. It really. I'm always drawn to the strange, and so Sam Cassell just he just has a look to him that I thought was just I don't know really interesting. I'm always trying to be a contrarian, so I think I was a Sam Cassell man <laughs> back in the day. I mean, they all were just like amazing, and um, and when the when Big Dog came in. It was like, I don't know, he just brought such, like, uh, fury to, to, to the team with his game. But I think you found your Sam Cassell
0: fan. All right. I'm, I'm yeah. happy with this. This Already, this this podcast was worth it just for yeah. that. Because I, I was wondering <laughs> last week, I said, I wonder if we're ever going to get a Sam Cassell guy that you've come through. <laughs> okay. you said You said you came in during the fear of the deer years and this was really interesting I don't know whether you caught the the pod with Mo Williams last week but Brandon Jennings obviously is is a guy that I think is always going to be really popular with Milwaukee fans uh if, if for anything else simply the Bucks in six uh comments that he made before that series against Miami when uh the reality was the Bucks were never actually going to win we all know that and they didn't they got swept and I I was Interested by Mo Williams last week, I asked him about a series with Detroit. This was back in 2005, and I said, "How do you go into a series one v eight and actually think that you're you're a chance to win?" And he straight away said, "Oh no, I I did not. I did not think (laughs) we we knew we weren't winning." And it made me laugh thinking about Brandon Jennings. So, uh, are you a Brandon Jennings fan? Bucks in six? Is this something that you live by? Remembering uh, the Bucks have never won in six since (laughs) since this was said. That's amazing. Uh, I, I'm, I mean,
1: that is like the original kind of Bucks, I mean, of modern era, like Bucks meme. Um, they're, I, I mean, I love it. it. And it's something, especially in those like early years, uh, the first couple like uh, Jason Kidd playoff moments, like having everyone in the in the crowd chanting Bucks and Six, I, I, I feel like that was kind of when that meme culture really started bleeding in. And um, for me, especially really like starting to do a lot of Bucks stuff on Bucks Reddit um, a handful of years ago, really kind of when Giannis came on, I started doing what I love doing, which is making ridiculous content. And um, there's something about like being a fan of like a really obscure, kind of bad, like strange team, where you feel like you have this freedom to just create whatever you want, because you're such, you're such a small little group. And you're so, um, you're not really scrutinized at all in the same way. And there's like an element of humor to just being a fan of a random team that's not particularly good and is like incredibly aggravating and um, you know, what the Jason Kidd uh, era books were. And so that really was just such a, the the humor of creating memes and like silly stuff, like that, if the game tortured you uh, what you would do after the game, making some making some silly joke. It's just your outlet. I like to have a creative outlet uh, for my disappointments, and so that's really what it started off as: is appreciating the team for being strange and being um, kind of an island of misfit toys, and then creating stuff that made me laugh and hopefully other fu- uh, Bucks fans laugh around that silly stuff. And it just really created this interesting kind of community around that. So, I mean. I don't know what your question was but memes is always the answer
0: <laughs> well you it's funny because you made me just think of something so obviously um being over in australia and, and watching the bucks for as long as i have and um you know getting around in some bucks gear and walking the streets and uh no one ever really said anything to me ever because i think everyone i mean first of all probably didn't even know who the milwaukee bucks were and secondly right. <laughs> and secondly also didn't care because they were terrible and now uh it's funny that you see some Bucks gear around. And if you go to the NBA store uh, or the Nike store, whatever it may be in Melbourne over here, Giannis is the guy that's uh, at the front of the store. His jerseys are everywhere. People are buying all this um, Giannis stuff. I said last year when Team USA were in Melbourne, uh, I didn't see a single player, maybe Steph Curry on the kids, but certainly Giannis was right up there with Steph Curry for the the most jerseys I saw on kids, for the most uh, team wear I saw. And it's just incredible. And that's been my experience over here. For you living in LA, I would assume it's even more amplified because, uh, you know, back in the day, maybe there's no one getting around in Bucks gear. And now it's like, oh, you're just like a bandwagon Giannis fan. Uh, The Bucks (laughs) are actually pretty good. How has that changed for you being over there?
1: You know, I think it was going to those Clipper games where early on, I mean, if I feel bad for Clippers fans. No one, even, even if they're good, no one cares about the Clippers. I'm sorry. And um, so I would go to those games and it would be still because no one cared about the Clippers. I would see a couple bucks jerseys uh, along alongside myself. And so you kind of shout to each other, you know, bucks and six or, or whatever you say. But the last time I went to a game uh, just earlier this year um, it was like a pretty good mix i mean i'd almost say 50-50 yeah. bucks clippers gear and to see that kind of transition uh and to see that kind of difference i feel like i even saw like a jabari parker jersey <laughs> when i went to the last game it was to that it was to that um degree and so it really you really have seen a huge huge difference and it it's just cool to be a part of something that and and even for me, being a part of the internet, I've been doing internet video since the late 90s. So it's been over 20 years now um, of me doing internet video, because I had growing up in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, I had public access. And uh, so I'd made my public access show. And then there was the internet. And those are my two, I'm like, well, I should figure out how to put videos on the internet. Um, That's, uh, you know, it seems like there's an audience out there, albeit, maybe dozens, maybe hundreds of people who'd watch a video in 1999. And it was just like, kind of like you see something, it's kind of obscure, you're into it because it's your own kind of a passion. And then obviously now, I mean, internet video is basically all video. I have my YouTube TV and it's TV, but it's coming in over the internet and, and YouTube itself is huge and all that kind of stuff. So I feel lucky to have been on that journey for a lot of different things. Like I, I worked at I worked at U, YouTube. I was a part of a really small internet startup, like in 2007, making some of the first original stuff. So the Bucks are just another uh, example where I feel really lucky to have gotten on early on in, in the current like ride for the team. And now people people love Giannis. Like he's the perfect, a wonderful, just joyful human being to to be a fan of um, because. I think that, yeah, just his attitude brings like an extra fun to make, to do, to be inspired by and to like make content by.
0: <laughs> so this is, uh, I want to tell you a story first from a Clippers game because you're making me laugh at the start when you're talking about the Clippers. And then I want to talk about what I think may be the best meme inspiration, the best uh, content that any Bucks fan has had over the last few years. But as for the Clippers game, I don't know whether I've told this story before, but the first game I ever covered uh, from a media perspective, the first game I ever had media credentials for was Bucks Clippers a few years ago. If the listeners remember this game, this was the game where Tadossic all of a sudden became a three-point shooter. I think he had like four or five threes in the first half. It was also the game where Giannis, there was some, some media attention for Giannis. He was angry at, I can't remember whether he was angry at Jabari Parker or Jason Kidd. But anyway, it was a rough night, a typical rough night for the 2017 Bucks but I'll never forget walking out of the arena. First of all, I agree with you. There was a hell of a lot of Bucs fans. There was far more Bucs fans in the arena than I even expected, even back then. And secondly, when I was walking out, I never really understand when people say to me, Oh, the Australian accents are cool. Because to me, if I ever hear an Australian accent when I'm in America, I'm like, I cannot listen to that. That is, yeah, it, wow. it is, that is brutal. And I was walking out the Staples Center and I heard like just in the distance, far in the distance, I could hear these Australians. And I was like, what is going on? Like, it sounds like there's a whole pack of them. And then they walked past. It was a family. It was a mom, a dad, and about five kids walking past, all Australian. Every single one of them had a Dulliver Dover jersey on. And, oh yes uh, that's great What the sights that is glorious i mean that that to me
1: that, that there's got to be some you have to <laughs> coin a term for that i don't know what it is uh you say I, a pack of australians but i don't know maybe it's it's a pot of uh a pot of delvadova something i don't know it's, it seems <laughs> it seems like that needs a special term when you see a whole family of delvadovas
0: it was ridiculous but okay jason kidd that's that's who i wanted to get to um, oh yes, I, I mean Jason like Kidd this was just—he uh, was
1: my muse for many, many years.
0: I mean, this is the thing, and and it's so funny to me to think about the Bucks Twitter community and, and the arguments everyone has and the debates everyone has about certain players. Certainly, in the last year, it's probably been Chris Milton more than anyone, maybe Malcolm Brogdon. But this was the one time outside of Giannis when everyone is everyone's together on Giannis all the time. But Jason Kidd was the one time everyone came together and said, "Screw this guy." We don't like him. We want him out. And the memes and the content created was unbelievable.
1: The whole fire, like hashtag fire kid movement, um, I'm sure will be written about in textbooks someday if it's not already in there. (laughs) But like that was a huge, I feel like shared traumatic events are great for creating community and (laughs) shared kind of misery and pain. And of course there was just the misery and pain of being a fan of a team that loses. But there was a special agonizing kind of misery and pain that came with Jason Kidd's um, particular um, stylings Uh, (laughs) and just being a part of the fire kid thing and I remember when I saw that like I think I got like an ESPN alert I absolutely dropped to my knees with just joy when they said Jason Kidd was fired because it seemed so overdue. (laughs) And of course immediately started making stuff about it, but no, that was, that was pretty universal. You could have different opinions on a lot of people, but like very quickly it went from, oh, maybe Jason Kitt, I recognize that name. Oh, maybe he's going to make us, uh, maybe he's going to do something cool. I don't know how long it took (laughs) me to realize that this guy is like a complete idiot, like, and uh, an embarrassment and it is like destroying everything I love. and then finally, when he was out, was just, I mean, we all, we all celebrated. It was just un- unbelievable. But he was an incredible source of memes, um, really, for better or worse, probably for worse. But he, I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> Bud, like, the Bud memes are so much more fun, <laughs> like, yeah. his goofy faces he makes. Um, and just, like, it, it's more about, like, appreciating the charm of Bud, whereas um with kid it was just like mocking the complete incompetence
0: well i mean let's also remember and i think this obviously has a bit to do with the, with the job they're doing but that's you know that's uh wait and see what happens if the bucks are ever in a position where they're losing with butter, i don't know whether those memes will be quite as funny as what they are now when the bucks are winning that's every, true. every single game We actually met at Summer League, and I looked this up. I was surprised. I thought this was Summer League 2017, but I guess uh, sometimes I need to be reminded how short a period I've actually been doing this for. It was in Summer League 2018. It was after the kid era was over and the Prunty era. And this was the beginning of the Woodlands. And I remember I sat... I can't remember who they were playing for this game, but uh, we were sort of uh, DMing or whatever on Twitter, and I came up and we sat and watched a game together where I think Christian Wood had, I don't know, 20 points, 15 rebounds. He was just utterly dominant. Too, <laughs> He was too physical for anyone at Summer League that year. He looked incredible. He obviously ended up signing with the Bucs. Uh, what's Summer League like for you? Because for anyone that hasn't been there, Summer League is an experience that uh, maybe you'll only want to do once, but it's very unique and it's a lot of fun. I, I loved
1: it. It was such an incredible experience because... Um, As like a a filmmaker myself, I've been to a been lucky enough to go to a handful of film festivals, and it really kind of connected with me that this is basically like a film festival for the basketball industry. And I really hadn't thought of the basketball industry as being like the film industry, but there were so many correlations, like each of these little games going on is like kind of going to go watch a different film, and you hear people Uh, I was like talking with uh, agents and and they were, um, you know, telling me about the different players they had. And you see these different groups of people talking with each other and it it all feels like very intimate. And uh, just to, again, like I talked about being close to uh, that Bucks Clippers game, you get to sit so close. And even though these aren't all players that are going to be in the league at all, it's just being around other basketball fans who are really hardcore fans who love their teams and are just excited about every random person on those teams and, you know, meeting meeting people like you, meeting like lots of the, rant, being starstruck when you see, you know, some assistant coach that you recognize. Oh my God, that's, you know, that's Sweeney. You know, I saw Sean Sweeney. I was like, that's Sean Sweeney. Oh my God. <laughs> like no one should care about seeing Sean Sweeney, but I'm such a freaking nerd about it all. I was like, that's Sweeney. I can't believe it and uh i loved it i mean the fact you're you're in vegas which is so insanely hot and it's like the peak of summer it kind of feels like when you're in vegas that time of year that like you're um on a space station because you just don't ever really go outside (laughs) as much as possible you stay in like the casino or in maybe a car or in the arena and it's just this shared joy um of the the fandom is there's no stakes to it like it's just a lot of basketball fans getting together talking basketball and then kind of seeing inside of this massive industry a look that you just don't normally get and no I, I loved it I hope it exists again someday with fans um, I'm sure it will because I, I really wanted to go back um, the following year but just well, circumstances didn't work out but it's got a really warm place in my heart
0: yeah, the the one thing that I would stress about Summer League for people that might think, yeah, it's not great basketball. I don't want to head down there. Well, first of all, the the Bucs games are entertaining for me regardless. You get to see potentially what might be a draft pick or whoever it might be that'll be out there on the floor. Obviously, that was the year DiVincenzo didn't play a lot. And I actually left Vegas before he eventually played. So I didn't get to see him live at all, which was disappointing. But the thing I would say is, Uh, even if the guys on the floor aren't that interesting to you uh, one of the games we were in at Cox Pavilion next thing Giannis walks in and Thon walks in and John Henson walks in and really anywhere you look you can walk around the concourse you can walk in between the two arenas you're going to run into an NBA current player an NBA star Uh, I was looking around one night and there was one game where there was hardly anyone in the stands but Woj was just in the stands like with three mobile <laughs> phones just like going crazy like that's amazing you can just everywhere you look there's some sort of celebrity or, or famous athlete that you know or uh, and and for that alone it's uh, it's kind of a crazy experience
1: I I was so mad because um I had to leave summer league before Giannis showed up and I think it was I think I left and I think it was that night that Giannis had showed up to a game and I was just so sad because that's the thing about basketball a lot of times like you meet a famous person and famous people are usually like they they look like little t- in real life they're like little tiny versions of what they look like on the movie screen where they're kind of bigger than life like if you meet Tom Cruise you look I, I haven't but he I know he's a tiny little man um, and so that's what's so cool about basketball is that these human beings are huge and you just when you're in in the presence of a person who just is bigger than they should be it's so cool and it adds so much and and they move so fast like I'm sure that it's one thing to watch basketball from uh, an aerial cam on ESPN you get a sense of you know where the ball is going where things are moving but when you're sitting close and you hear that physical contact of, of of a pick or um, just the general, like, speed of the game when you're down on the floor, I, it's absolutely, like, terrifying, but, like, amazing. Um, and so that's just something that you're able to experience for cheap at Summer League. Uh, and maybe you see someone who becomes, like Christian Wood, a, a future Detroit Piston. <laughs> You'll probably see a lot of Bucks players who will become Pistons in the future at Summer
0: League you can almost guarantee that. Uh it's funny you mentioned this though because the last couple of weeks here I've people have heard me but uh I've been doing some some media work with Australian football and these guys are also big guys but uh, having just come back from the day-to-day NBA life it's like ah oh, yeah there's a bunch of guys oh, I'm about that guy's height he's not that tall or, Oh, yeah I used to play this game I get it the NBA is just a completely different <laughs> Environment altogether when you just have these giants around you uh, all the time. Hey, I, before we wrap this up, a couple of questions. Do you have a favorite Bucks meme? I, I I was thinking about this, and I don't know whether I could narrow it down to one or two. But was there one that um, either for the work that went into it, or simply you just thought it was hilarious? What What do you like the most? Oh man,
1: you mean just like a like a someone else's meme, just like a general meme? No,
0: no, your work. We're we're we're
1: pumping oh. up your work here. We're
0: not we're not worried about the outside. This is about you. This is your show.
1: Man, I did this one meme. Um, yeah, you'll appreciate this too. Uh it was a deli meme. And I basically took a scene from Go- a Goldeneye movie where um James Bond like uh steals a tank and he's driving this tank through like the streets and he smashes through like a brick wall and he's like in this tank and you've got all these <laughs> shots of like pierce Brosnan like looking cool in the tank and so <laughs> i think um we were right in the precipice between making the playoffs and like getting a better draft pick and i think i was on board for better draft pick and so i basically took this scene <laughs> from bond I, I removed James Bond and I put Delhi in there and I made Delhi our tank commander like because <laughs> sorry you know Delhi's not that great the idea of like give Deli as much playing time as possible so we can get a better draft pick and so I, I spent like a really long time on this like incredibly uh, for um, a not very good basketball team with a pretty small fan base at the time like I yeah, probably put like a pretty solid day into making this ridiculous meme, rotoscoping the smoke and the steam. And I had Deli pop up and spin a basketball on his finger. <laughs> and then like, I like make sure like I cut off his head from one interview and his body from a picture. And it was so complicated. Um, but I think that was like the first really like try, try hard meme <laughs> that I did. That was better than it had any right to be, but definitely holds a place in my
0: heart because it was so absurdly
1: so absurdly complicated. Um, but I think it turned out pretty damn well at the end of the day.
0: No, I remember that one. I love it. I think that's a great answer. I actually forgot about that. So now I feel like after this I'm gonna to have to go back and watch it or uh, yeah. maybe maybe you need to maybe you need to bring that one back up on Twitter while we're all just sitting around waiting for the games to start. But that's really my final question here. And this is always an interesting one to me. Bucks fans have naturally this built-in anxiety uh and maybe a defensive nature when it comes to the team maybe the podcast yesterday where i was about to fly off the handle is part of that because i feel like the bucks are about to be slighted as basketball returns in the season that we hope they uh we're going to win the championship but what's your feelings around basketball returning and the bucks if they get back on the floor have you has this time off made your anxiety rise when it comes to the bucks winning the championship this year or how are you feeling about their hopes in the next few weeks yet?
1: you know i I have been lucky to have been um, right around when quarantine started to have picked up some work and been like extremely busy. And and so I haven't like, I I hope it will, you know, I'll say this and it will be completely the opposite, but like, I hope it will make me like a little more chill and Zen about it. I feel like when you take a break from something, sometimes you can maybe put it in like kind of a different sort of perspective. So I would say, I would hope I'd be less aggravated, but I'm going to be completely honest with myself. As I say that, I know that as soon as the Bucks come back, um, I will be just as into it as ever and completely, <laughs> the fact that they haven't been playing, like I, I think sports constitutes maybe like 10% of my happiness each day. So when they win, it's like 10% better. When they lose, it's like 10% worse. And so to not have that, <laughs> probably like, an, it, it's it makes the days like a little more, um, Predictable because my emotions are more based on things that I have control over, <laughs> so uh, when they come back, I would like m- myself to be more chill about the wins and losses, but I know that they're gonna get I was just preparing for them to get screwed in the finals versus the Lakers or whatever. I was preparing myself for like absolute heart crushing disappointment, so put that on pause whenever the season comes back, like I'm sure they're gonna get screwed somehow, and you know that's just part of being a bucks fan like. You have to have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder and I'm sure whatever happens, I will take my rage and my sadness or, you know, my joy certainly could have joy as well and uh, put it straight into the meme factory
0: and and hopefully other people
1: will get something out of whatever, (laughs) whatever comes out of it as well.
0: Yeah, uh, as we wrap this up, I have to say, if you aren't following this man on Twitter, you're making a mistake. At Justin Superbuck, you need to follow him and support his work. He does incredible stuff. And as, as a Bucks fan, uh, you should, or you, I'm sure you've got enjoyment out of his means over the years, whether you knew that he was behind them or not. So uh, I hope you've had fun coming on here today. I, I could actually talk to you for a lot longer. So we're going to have to get you back on. Uh, hopefully everyone's enjoyed this conversation. I uh, will remind everyone, if you want to listen to another Aussie talking about basketball, Josh Lloyd has a locked on fantasy podcast. If you play fantasy basketball, you might be starting to think about what's going to happen. I don't know what they're going to do. I guess the seasons are probably done for now, but he's doing a lot of historical stuff. So go back and listen to that. But Justin, uh, this was a lot of fun.
1: I, I, I'm i so glad we got to do this. And um, I'm so proud of how far you've come since we met at Summer League, man. I knew you were going to be a big deal. And i just been love. Uh, it's amazing that you. You can keep this thing going at such a great degree while there's no basketball going on so thank you Kane for doing this and uh thanks for having me on
0: well you, you said I'm a big deal so you're definitely back now and also everyone everyone's always said that I, I can talk too much so maybe uh this was the perfect scenario for me to uh just talk for for an hour a day about absolutely nothing <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun so we really appreciate it like I said at Justin Superblock make sure you follow him we'll be back tomorrow one more podcast to round out the week See you guys out.